Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our very special guest, Dr. Susan Corso. Dr. Susan is a metaphysician, an intuitive, and an author of both fiction and nonfiction. She has had a spiritual consulting practice for over 40 years. Her latest nonfiction are the eight energy integrity workbooks. They teach applied, practical knowledge of how your chakras reflect your past, how your chakras can be changed in the present, and how to use your own human energy system to create your future. Her fiction crosses genres and is about people who are conscious creators. And I am super excited to have you here with me today on the show. Welcome, Dr. Susan Corso. Thank you very much, Angel B. Hartwell. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Dr. Susan, let me just say that It wasn't until I was like in my late 30s that I even heard the word chakra. And it was definitely one of the areas where I, when I had my spiritual awakening, where I began to just explore, like just dip my toe in and explore a little bit about what it meant. I'm curious, were you always awake to the chakra system and the human energy field? Or, you know, like when you were a child, were you seeing things, <laughs> hearing things, knowing things? Yes. Or was it something yes. that happened as a result of a spiritual awakening? Yes and yes to both to both questions. I was aware as a child, I was intuitive as a child, and I spent 20 years doing everything I could to ignore it. Because as so often happens with intuitives, it was easier to tune in to the negative things than the positive things because the negative things had a far higher charge emotionally. So I would know when someone was going to die. I would know when something bad was going to happen. I would know. And then it, it got benign. You know, I would know when the phone was going to ring and who it would be. But ultimately, in my mid-20s, someone gave me the gift of a psychic reading for my birthday, for my 25th birthday. And I walked into this woman's house. She knew my name and that was all. And she said to me, oh my God, you should be reading for me. (laughs) And I went, oh, I can't get away from this, you know? Well, Mm. one of the things she said to me that day was that I was a color healer in Egypt. And I, you know, it's 25, New York City, right? I, my eyeballs made a ding in the ceiling, you know, (laughs) you're kidding. But A friend met me for dinner and I was telling her about this. And she said, listen, there's a spiritual bookstore around the corner. Let's go. See if we can find anything on color healing. Mm. Okay. So we have dinner, we go and three color books fell on the floor in front of my face and in front of her face. Her name was Susan as well. And I said, Susan, she said, yeah, they did. And just pick them up and buy them. So I got the books (laughs) 
And I was about 50 pages into one of them. And I looked up at her and I said, you know what? I know this. Mm. I don't know how I know this. And I thought that lady was really from Planet Q. But then, of course, I moved to Planet Q. (laughs) And and people started coming to me and saying, can you help me with X? I'm fighting with my boyfriend. Can you help me with this? I'm fighting with my grandmother. I have a big audition and I have a sore throat. Can you help me? Blah blah. I started using color. Mm. And I'd known that I had healing abilities as a child. But when color and healing came together, it was inevitable that I fall over the chakra system. Mm. Inevitable. Mm. And the moment I did, I had the insight actually that essentially determined my career for the rest of time so far anyway. And that's this. I believe that the chakra system is actually the life force viewed through a prism. So something in your circulatory system makes it want to circulate. And yes, I understand that your heart is a pump, but the nature of it is to circulate. What is that nature? The nature of the lung is to respire. The nature of the digestive system is to digest. What is that nature piece? For me, I would call that the life force. You can call it prana. You can call it chi. You can call it hepzibah. It doesn't really matter. But viewed through a prism, there's the chakra system right there. Bam! Because otherwise it's just light. And light Mm. is lovely. No confusion about light. Light is magical. But usually it's blinding. Mm, and undifferentiated. That's exactly right. Right. That's exactly right. All right. Well, so let me let, let us take a, a moment here because one of the things that I would love to do is talk about a couple things that came up there. First, Dr. Susan, it seems like a lot of people have this experience of having the intuitive knowing or empathic capacity or psychic ability or healing ability as children. Then they repress it and then they have this like period at some point, in your case, it was 25. In my case, it was in my late 30s of a divine intervention that wakes it all back up again. Mm -hmm. So what I'm curious about is there, you know, all people have a chakra system, correct? All people have a chakra system, all Mm -hmm. people. All living beings, actually. Right. All living beings. So what I'm curious about is what can we do to support people who maybe didn't have the experience of their intuitive nature as children to actually awaken to their own ability to work with color and work with their chakras to create meaningful change in their life? What a good question. What I would say is, first of all, working with your chakras has has everything to do with attention. What we're not taught to do is pay attention. It's not a mistake that there's that phrase is pay attention, right? It costs attention because if I'm attend if I'm attending to you, I am not attending to something else, right? So that's the first thing. Secondly, chakras give neutral information. We're used to getting dramatic information. In guidance, we're used to dramatic feelings. And the chakra system would be, you know, scripturally, the still small voice, right? It would be the quiet in you that just knows, okay, I probably shouldn't walk down that dark alley right now. You don't have to know why. 
you're not having an argument with your psyche. You simply keep into the light as you're walking, right? Very simply. So the first thing is pay attention. The second thing is expect to be communicated with. We don't expect to get the information that we need. I mean, the Chakra system will actually tell you if you're gonna get sick weeks, years in advance, if you'll pay attention. Now, one of the reasons we're not taught to do this is it can't be monetized. Mm. You can do chakra work sitting at a stoplight. You can do chakra work, actually, while you're having a conversation with me, if you want, right? Angel could be paying attention to what's inside herself as she was talking to me. Why not? So we have to get in the habit of paying attention and it will, it will have sensation with it. And this is the other piece of it. And that's this. The coolest thing in the whole wide world about bodies is that they don't lie. And the reason they don't lie is because thank, thanks be to God and everything that made us, they can't. Bodies can't lie. Now, we can use our brains to override our minds. We do it all the time. Oh, no, I don't really have a tickle in my throat. I can go out dancing till two o'clock in the morning and not have a sore throat tomorrow. Are you crazy? Of course you can't. Are you and describing why- me? Are you describing <laughs> me right there? <laughs> and that's why you had to stay home from work on Thursday because you didn't pay attention on Monday when you should have gone home and had tea, mm. right? But that information is always available. Mm. But we're not taught to seek it. We're not taught to honor it. What would happen? I mean, any one of your listeners, anyone listening to us right now has walked into a room and known that people have been fighting and wanted to go, oh, I, mm, I got to get out of here. Ick. Mm. Ick. Well, it doesn't have to be that strong. What if it's not ick, but huh, pay attention to that. Mm. Does that feel good? Does it not feel good? You start to ask questions of your body. Oh, well, why is it that every time I see that person, I feel like I'm six inches tall? Mm, Yeah. Oh, well, so start to expect those answers from your body. Yeah. And I love I love the idea of the information is neutral. It's just like delivering information for you to receive. It's almost like what I'm being shown right now is like the the gauges on your car when it says that the the gas tank is almost empty it's a fact the gas tank is almost <laughs> empty it's not like emotional it's not no, you it's know not a big drama it's right. not personal it's just a fact right right so i love this idea also of of the life force through the prism and i'd love to have you talk a little bit about how you see the chakras yourself, right? With your own seeing. And where is the most work required for most people at this point? (laughs) What a great question. Well, if I were going to generically divide people, I would say that most men have to work, adult men have to work on their second chakra, which is their yin nature, their receiving nature, their relating nature, their connecting nature, their passionate nature. And most women have to work on their third chakra, which is their power. (laughs) Because we are taught to back down from power. Mm. Women have been taught for millennia 
and I will confess I am I'm 65 as of today and <laughs> I've been around the block a couple of times as a result of that and power is something that we are taught women are taught certainly my age we're taught to manipulate for mm. not to take or use right or even acknowledge that we have it's right, like exactly. it, it's like it's outside of us it's something that we as you said, have been trained to manipulate for, and therefore, as a result of that, psychologically, we actually think it's outside of us, but it's really inside of us. That's exactly yeah. right. That's yeah. exactly right. Okay. And and I don't criticize the feminine half of the, you know, binary of the world, but I do say this: we have colluded in this for a really long time, mm. and I don't mean that like. Tisk tisk. I don't mean that. I mean I see that in myself. Oh, you want something from a man? Great, you manipulate him to get it. Yeah, no. How about here's a thought, a powerful thought. How about you ask for it? Mm. <gasps> but that involves your fifth chakra, and right. all people have to work with their fifth chakra. All people, because this is where we choose. This is where we create our reality, and right? that's the throat. That's exactly right. Right. We have to, all of us, learn to speak truth. We have to learn to speak powerfully. We have to learn when to speak and when not to speak. It's a huge learning, the fifth chakra. Mm. And look, if you just glance at our media today, you know that we already know how to misuse the fifth chakra. Mm. Yeah. But well, how do you use it for good? Right. And that's a great question to end on. We're going to go to the break right now. And when we come back, we're going to let you know more about where you can find out about your own chakras and more about how you might be able to get more data and information from Dr. Susan. But right now we are going to ask for your help. We're going to go to the break. We're going to ask for your help. Wickedly Smart Women, if you're enjoying this show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. You can also sign up for our newsletter there, which we send out on a monthly basis, and get more information about other fun things that we have in the pipeline, including a collaborative book that is coming out soon. We'd also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. I definitely want to say a big thank you to our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing all over the world. We're welcoming thousands of downloads, and we are now downloading in 103 countries. Want to shout out this week to our listeners in Greece in Bolivia and in Mozambique. And we will be right back with Dr. Susan Porcel. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition, women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. 
Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Dr. Susan Corso. And before we went to the break, I told you I'd let you know where you can find out more about your own chakras and get in touch with her. You can go to chakras.susancorso.com. And there she has a free gift for you. Why don't you tell us about what that gift is, Dr. Susan? It's a way for you to start working with your chakra system right now. I call it the less mores. There are polarized behaviors that go with each chakra. Let's use the first chakra, which is your survival chakra. First chakra is complain less and thank more. And you can use it as a barometer for what's going on right now in your life. If you notice that you're complaining, hmm, you can stop doing that. You can pull back and you can start being more grateful. But what if you're surrounded by complainers? What do you do? Will you start thanking them? Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Thank you for noticing. Thank you for caring. Thank you. So it's a way for you to work with all eight of your major chakras, starting right now, the less mores. It's free. You don't have to put your email address in. You don't have to earn it, right? And then you can join a mailing list if you want to afterward. Fabulous. Um, So before we went to the break, we were talking about the throat and how everyone actually needs to work with the throat. And you were talking about, you know, we need to learn not only how to speak truth, but how to speak our truth powerfully, know when to speak, know when not to speak. So I'd like to to spiral us back to that. And I'd love to have you give your take on what has happened in the last like six years where all of a sudden, like the lying, <laughs> the lying in the collective, at least here in the US, I mean, I can't speak to the whole world in terms of the lying, but it it seems to me like the lying is is just happening more and more and more overtly, almost with this expectation that like we're going to buy into the lies. So... I'd love to hear what you think about what the heck is going on with like the collective throat chakra and all of this lying. Here's what I think. I think uh, our planet is based on a principle and the principle is polarity day, night. There's the proof right there. Mm -hmm. You can see opposites everywhere. But what we've done, particularly in the West, is we have shifted from polarity to polarization. So from polarity, so polarity is natural opposites that have to be integrated, right? When to speak, when to keep silent, right? When to smile, when to frown, same, right? When to tell the truth, when to hush, right? Not lie. What we've done is we've taken polarity and we've done it times 10,000 and we've made it polarization instead. Now, where is that coming from is what you're actually asking me. Where it's coming from is our first chakras. And chakras love to work in pairs. In fact, I think the most important thing about the chakra system, at least in my teaching, is that they all have to talk to each other. The chakra system is not, you know, hockey colored hockey pucks attached to a ribbon next to your spine, which is how so many of us visualize them. No, 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 no. Red is the bottom, right? Sort of like a cherry red, right? Then there's a red orange. Then there's orange. 
then there's orange yellow, then there's yellow. They they have to talk to each other. It'd be like me, you know, playing middle C and saying to you, Angel, this is music. Eventually you'd say to me, no, it's not. It's a note. Mm. Right. It's music when there's two notes mm. or five, right? So what's happened is the fifth chakra and the first chakra mirror each other. People are so afraid of the changes that they can feel coming that they are willing to lie in order to keep things the same. I'm here to tell you that mm, no matter how many breaks you put on, no matter how many airbags, no matter how many no, 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 no's and clothes, you can't see me, I'm invisible, we take, right? The changes are happening, darlings. They really are. Far better to sort of hold hands with your fear and go, oh, well, okay, fine. <laughs> fine. This is happening. I, maybe I'll learn something. Maybe mm. I'll grow. Maybe maybe it could even be better. Maybe we'll save the planet. Maybe we'll cure cancer. Maybe no one will get HIV AIDS anymore. Maybe more of us will have peace than war. Mm, beautiful. Well, this is this is a really deep place for us to be in this conversation, Dr. Susan. So for those people around the world who are listening to us today, who know that the changes are already in motion, and maybe for those who know that they are actually here to be part of the commotion, right? Part of the Amen. Part of the commotion of creating the change. You know, how can they employ the chakra work to become even more empowered and even more conscious in their roles as change creators? Essentially, you can let your chakra system inform your actions. So you make a plan. Okay, we're going to do this, 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 and that. You know, as well as I do, that when you make a plan, you, you have this plan, but then you have a list of things you have to do in order to do the plan, right? Let's say on that list, there are three things that you do not want to do. Like, ugh, I really don't like it when I have to input information in a database or, you know, whatever it is, right? Excel is my best friend these days. <laughs> No complaining. No complaining. No, I'm not complaining. It's really helped me when I finally turned around and got over my fear. Hello. Right, right. But pay attention to those impulses that make you go, I don't want to do that. Because usually what that means is something bigger is trying to happen, something easier. There's another resource. There's something to bring in that you don't yet have, or you have the resource, but you have it filed in another part of your brain. This has happened to me. I really think that this is what my counseling practice has been for years and years. You know, somebody comes to me and they say, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this is a problem. And I look at them and I think to myself, huh, you already know how to solve this, but you have that filed under business, not children. Did you know that you do that in your office all the time? And the person goes, what? I go, yeah. How about how about when you worked out this union deal? And they go, oh, oh my God, I have this ability, but I didn't apply it over here. Mm. Because most of us are trained by a masculine patriarchal model to divide and conquer. Oh, no, this is a work skill. This is a home skill. No, no, no. The new world is work and home skills. And they interact like a figure eight almost. 
Well, and there's this blending too. It's just like the whole chakra system is working together. It's not distinct. It's all part of a larger, more holistic system. I love that. So that's, but that's what you want to find is that what is that bigger thing that your old experience hasn't let you know is happening? Yeah. Well, you know, what's, what's funny is I've been going out mushroom foraging because it's that time of year, right? It's that time of year here. And this morning I heard from the mushroom kingdom that where I'm going to find the big, like the big hen of the woods, it's that time of year, where I'm going to find the big hen this year is where I haven't looked before. And so I heard that message. And so what you're saying is like a mirror of that message. The thing that you're looking for, the big thing that you're looking for is going to be somewhere where you haven't looked before. And so what I'm hearing here, you know, in answer to the question about the, the for the global change agents who are here, like, I want to just affirm for all of you that if you're looking in a place where nobody else would look, you're probably looking in the right direction, right? That's exactly right. That's right. exactly right. Right. You know, Einstein said you can't solve a problem from the level of the mind that created it. Well, okay, we already know about the minds that created this. Mm. They're the ones that are so afraid the world is changing. What you do is you love those people as you open yourself to a newer, bigger perspective. And you say, I understand it's scary. I'm scared too, but let's be scared together. Mm, Yeah, beautiful. We've got about a minute left, Dr. Susan. So in the last minute, is there anything that you'd like to share with our listeners, either specific to chakras or to kind of tie up a loose end from this conversation before we go? Yes, I think that it is absolutely true that your imagination is your salvation. It truly is. We have to imagine ourselves in a better world and we have to do it every single day. That imagination exists between your ears. Now use it. Mm, Beautiful. I love that. That's also the sixth chakra or the third eye chakra. Exactly. So listeners, go ahead and go to chakras.susancorso.com and maybe go right to the sixth chakra and start activating your imagination to be the change agent you are here to be. Listeners, we do love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We will have that number for you in the show notes, or you can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. Celebrate with us that we just won two more awards. We're now a seven-time award-winning show. And remember, yeah, thank you. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.